Welcome to Living Orthodoxy, an invitation to a deeper life in Christ, a podcast of St. Philip Orthodox Church in Southerton, Pennsylvania, dedicated to connecting the liturgical and spiritual life of the Orthodox parish with the life of the Orthodox home, presenting the weekly homilies of our parish pastors, Father Noah Buscelli and Father James Thayer, as well as discussions of the liturgical year and Orthodox life and practice by Justin Vole and Jeff Hyatt. Now here is Father Noah Buscelli. My wife has an uncle who is a sweet man, and he just bought a subscription for Kiplinger, Kiplinger's magazine about personal finance. I don't know if I'm saying it right. And I saw the cover, and I have opened it a little bit. There's not a lot to invest, but we're trying to be good at stewards for what we have. But before I opened it, I noticed the cover, which says, where to invest in 2019. I guess Mr. Kiplinger has a, a, a magic ball or whatever that is called. Where to invest in 2019? It's a good question. We are called to be good stewards. We're called to make wise financial decisions. We are called to take care of our bodies, take care of our homes, take care of each other, take care of the earth, take care of the church, take care of everything that God has put in our sphere of influence. And yet we are called to prioritize things in our lives. And the gospel this morning makes it very clear that we are invited to God's glorious, eternal banquet. And we must respond by drawing near with faith and hope and love. To say it a different way, we must invest in heaven by, I don't know if it's a word actually, divesting in earth, uninvesting in earth. We must invest in heaven by divesting in earth. This could be said another way. Salvation is the free gift that costs everything. Like the pearl of great price. Like the apostles who were told by our Lord, freely have you received, freely give. Or St. John in his first epistle says, we love because he first loved us. God's love, God's generosity, God's gift is priority because it's come first. And since it's come before our gifts, we have to remember our priorities. St. Paul said it this way in Colossians chapter 3, which we read a part of in the epistle. He says, if you were raised with Christ, he's talking about baptism as the entrance into the community. The community, the covenant of Christ's victory over death. And he goes on to outline what is true spirituality, what is true asceticism, keeping the commandments, 
denying ourselves, following Christ, and what is true worship. But he says, if you were raised with Christ in baptism, seek those things which are above, where Christ is, sitting at the right hand of God. He's telling us that we are dead to this world and alive to God, and therefore we should not be living for this world, but living for God. He says it even more plainly. Set your mind on things above, not on things on the earth. We have to think about, ponder, desire things above. And then he says, for you died in baptism, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. What an amazing statement. For you died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is our life, appears, then you will appear with him in glory. That's the invitation. That's the banquet. When the one who loves us and has given himself for us shows up, if we are ready, if we have chosen to be chosen, by responding to the call and not making excuses, then we will appear with him in glory as well. That's, what de- what, that's what's depicted on our walls. The Virgin Mary, John the Baptist, St. Philip, St. Mary of Bethany. They showed up to the banquet and they're glorified. When Christ, who is our life, appears, then you will appear with him in glory. They are examples and illustrations of that. And then we have this, the beautiful layers of meaning of this parable, which I'm not going to go into very deeply. Of course, we have the literal meaning. These people were too attached to worldly cares to accept the king's invitation the banquet. That can be allegorized. We can find the spiritual meaning. Too busy making a living to celebrate true life. The five oak of oxen, the five senses too tied to the material world. The one who bought the ground, wealth, laboring for earthly sustenance the one who got married, the one who is overly wed to physical pleasures. Our Lord, in the context of the gospel, is speaking to the Jews, saying, you were invited, and you have not come to the banquet. You were invited. The ones that the king wanted had prepared for 2,000 years did not come the chosen race, the royal priesthood, the holy nation. But St. Luke records it for us and offers it to us not to stir up anti-Semitism, but so that we can ask ourselves, are we responding? And thank God you are responding. You are here. 
The world is getting crazier. Our phones are taking up more and more of our time. The media is influencing us more and more, taking us away from the good and eternal lasting things. And yet you are here. We are responding by trying to share the table of the Master in the sacrament of Holy Communion. We also can do that in reading the scriptures. A great modern saint of our church, not canonized, Elder Cleopas says that there are four types of communion. One is the sacrament, and that is the pinnacle, the highest form of it. But we need to be reading the scriptures constantly to be communing with God in the way that he has revealed himself and recorded that revelation through the holy apostles and the prophets. Not just in scripture, but also in living the Christian life, in asceticism, in denying ourselves, in serving other people, and in prayer, especially the Jesus prayer, turning everything off, finding a quiet moment, and burrowing our mind into our heart, there to be still and know that God is God, that he loves us. So we are responding on Sunday mornings to Christ's call. Are we responding on Sunday nights, on Monday mornings, on Friday nights, on Saturday nights? Are we responding to Christ's call to read the scriptures, to live the life of a Christian, and to pray with vigilance and thanksgiving, to pray without ceasing. I would like to close with a simple word from a very intelligent man who made himself simple in our time here. St. John Maximovich, who was a bishop in, eventually in San Francisco, who did not sleep, but prayed, visited people, constantly serving, constantly praying. St. John said, everything will perish except that which the soul has gathered through love and prayer. Everything will perish except that which the soul has gathered through love and prayer. So I ask you to consider not just what you will be investing in in 2019, I ask you not to just seize the day, carpe diem, but I ask you to seize eternity. Our Lord has laid a table that is sufficient and bountiful and joyful, growing from glory to glory unto ages of ages. We can not carpe diem, but carpe eternum. We can seize eternity because it's been seized for us. All we have to do is open our hearts, align our habits, and cling to Christ. And St. Paul reminds us, he says, My brethren, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. We are tempted to think it doesn't matter, it doesn't matter, it doesn't matter. But that's the devil talking.
Our labor is not in vain in the Lord. We will not regret any sacrifice. We will not regret any service. We will not regret any sighs that we made, any sighing, deep sighing that we made for God's sake. We won't regret prayer because God cannot be outgiven. I ask you to, to test that. God cannot be outgiven to him who is the, the giver of all good things, who sent his Son, incarnate of the Virgin Mary, for our salvation, who sent his Holy Spirit as a pledge of eternal life. To him be glory and honor in our church, in our minds, in our hearts, in our words, in our deeds, today, through the rest of the fast, on Christmas, the 12 days, theophany, all the days of our life, and unto ages of ages. Amen. Christ is born. Christ has come from heaven. Christ is on earth. 